All right, people, let's do this one last time. This is the way. Who am I? I am Iron Man. Romamu, I've come to bargain. We know each other. He's a friend from work. You may be wondering why the red suit. Well, that's so bad guys can't see me bleed. I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. Beware my power. Green Lantern's life. That is America's ass. Language. Hey, you know what? There's another name you might know me by. Star-Lord. Who? Star-Lord, man. Legendary outlaw. You can't win, Darth. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you could possibly imagine. I am inevitable stop right there i'm in welcome everybody back to the flavor of the geek podcast where we talk about all things geek my name is matthew and we're joined today as always by steven reyes how you doing today steven i am living the dream my old buddy my pal my brother my friend how are you doing today <laughs> i'm i'm doing pretty good doing pretty good we're, um, we're i'm traveling tomorrow going to peru so nice. just doing right. some last minute stuff today but other than that i'm going to be yeah, heading out tomorrow with with, with grandpa perfect so, that's gonna be a lot of fun <laughs> yeah i hope so <laughs> i hope so I, I planned it out in a way where i hopefully it's pretty relaxing and not like uh on the go every day doing something crazy okay so but we'll see how it goes I'll cool yeah you know on the next podcast <laughs> <laughs> there you go <laughs> <laughs> but how about you everything how's everything going with you it's going well uh emily and i are gonna start packing for our little adventure to the rhode island area next week um we got nice. some uh, got some last minute things to clean up here before we we uh do that we also uh just just working and doing school stuff and then we're both doing rehearsals right now for our respective shows. And um, I'm starting, I'm going to be starting to do tap uh, dancing. Tap dancing? Really? Tap, yeah, starting Jeez. tomorrow because we have rehearsals. And in my show that we're doing, my character does a lot of tap dances. But uh, so we're doing really? tomorrow and, and Monday, we're going to be learning two uh, or actually three of my tap numbers. So. I don't have tap shoes, so this will be interesting how I'm able to do this. Plus, I don't know how to tap at all, so that'll also be very fun. There you go. So, are they gonna? They're obviously gonna make you get tap shoes. I'm guessing. They and are. Yeah. They're your size. I I asked them during the first read through if they could potentially find me some because this would be the only show I would do that requires tap. You know, um, I'm not gonna be going out of my way to audition for shows that do tap. Uh, but <laughs> that's why I was like, if you guys have it, please, I don't really feel like buying a pair that will, will be obsolete or that won't be used <clears throat> for the next right. five or 10 years, you know, <laughs> but right, I, um, they so still have not gotten is, back uh, to me on that. Yeah, they, they probably won't. Are, are they paying <laughs> you for the show? They are. And I still don't know how much oh, they're they are. Paying okay. Me. Yeah. I, I texted my <laughs> director yesterday about the tap shoes and about the, uh, the pay. I was like, do you know how much I'm getting paid for the show? Because I'm very curious. No one ever told me how much. But from what the owner of the show said, he says that actors are starting to get paid for the shows. You know, minimum would be like a $400 stipend for all the rehearsals and shows they were doing. But we're doing extra shows than normal. And we're having to travel to like Punta Gorda and Marco Island, which are about an hour away both ways. Um, so 
Huh. I was assuming that they there'd be a little extra for that. Plus, uh, with the extra shows being there, you know, instead of it being like a two week show, it's kind of like three weeks for the most part. So, with that, I'm, I was like, maybe uh, maybe they get paid more than that, but they still have no idea how much I'm getting paid. I gotta ask the director tomorrow. <laughs> but yeah, that's how I'm doing. <laughs> that's how I am doing. Okay, good, nice, nice. All right, <clears throat> cool. So we do have a lot to talk about here. Uh, we have the last episode of Ahsoka, and then the first episode of Loki, and then there's a bunch of other Marvel news about the series that we've been waiting to hear about. Uh, so that's we're gonna break that down, and then I'll talk talk about Fantastic Four from the director of Matt Shackman. Uh, so let's get right into the first. Uh, well, I'm sorry, the last episode of Ahsoka right now. All right. So part eight called The Jedi, The Witch, and The Warlord, which of course is a play on The Lion, The Witch, and The Wardrobe. So they obviously changed up a little bit. But it was, um, yeah, this one came out a few days ago. And I'm just going to go over the, the quick synopsis of it. So uh, the to confront the Jedi, Elsbeth is gifted Mother Tauslin's sword from the Great Mother's while Bridger constructs a new lightsaber using spare parts from his late master, Kanan Jarrus. After the ship is damaged by a fighter attack, Ahsoka, Ren, and Bridger make their way to the, the Chimera, which is has docked with the Eye of Sion. They are confronted by Elspeth and the Night Troopers, whom the Great Mothers keep resurrecting after they are killed. Ren uses the Force to help Bridger jump onto the Chimera, then she stays behind to help Ahsoka who kills Elsbeth. The Eye of Scion jumps into hyperspace, leaving Ahsoka, Ren, and Huyang, Huyang uh, stranded in on Peridia. As Thrawn and the Great Mothers arrive on Dathomir, Bridger escapes and reunites with Sindula and Chopper. Ahsoka, Ren, and Huyang, Huyang, Huyang uh, joins the, the Noti and make their new home on Peridia. Watched over by Anakin's Force Ghost, Hot Hati joins the bandits while Skull is guided to a mountain by a statue of the Mortis gods. So, <laughs> I know that, that was quite a bit. I know it wasn't really all of what happened in the episode because there was other stuff that did happen. Mm. But, Stephen, what were your like overall thoughts on this episode? And just, I guess, overall on the episode and then overall on the series in general? Mm. Well, when I was watching this episode with Mom on uh, on Wednesday, I think it was Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday Wednesday afternoon. I we both had the same reaction. It was like, damn, Star Lord I mean the Star Wars meets Walking Dead right now with the uh the mm-hmm. Night Troopers. And I began to think, I was like, Holy shit. So this must mean that the three sisters are dead by the time that the uh the new republic starts because if they had the access to be able to bring back their night troopers and so they're basically indispensable and they're not really losing anything from a battle because they can just keep sending the same people over and over again after they're dying, they can send them to, uh, to take down the Jedi and, and the rebellion and stuff like that. Then the war is over. <laughs> like if we had, if they had this power to begin with, holy shit, like they could have destroyed any glimpse of hope that, the good guys had with this power. I mean, and they only had a, a set few number of night troopers that were taking on Ahsoka and Ezra and Sabine in mm-hmm. that um, right. little walkway place. And they barely got out from there. But imagine thousands and thousands of troopers putting on that. Like, they would be unstoppable at this point, And no one would be able to take them down. 
And I'm like, fuck, this is... It was one of those moments where it felt like someone could die at any moment because it's three against maybe like 40 or 50 of these night troopers. And the night troopers <laughs> can keep coming back. And I'm like, all right, who's it going to be? Is Sabine going to sacrifice herself for Ezra? Is Ezra going to be like, you know, you guys came all this way. I'm going to thank you for taking on all these guys while you go, you escape. But then at the end of it all, the night troopers are still kicking on and Sabine ends up staying with um, Ahsoka to help take take on those night troopers plus Elsbeth and Ezra ends up being able to, to commandeer a ship to get back to where he needs to be. So all of this work to save Ezra and it was successful and Ezra goes back to Hera and all that. It's mm-hmm. It was a nice little conclusion to season one um, and I think it's cool that there had to be some sacrifice in order for a greater good to occur. You know, Ahsoka, Sabine had to sacrifice being able to get off the planet so that Ezra could find his way back home and, you know, have the time to escape and all that. And I think season two is a must at this point. You know, I'm very glad that they didn't just fully defeat Grand Admiral Thrawn in this season. I'm glad that they decided to extend that on a little further. You know, I think that a couple episodes would not be enough to really justify us telling the story of him. So, I'm assuming that they're they have a season two, like under like they're they're writing it now. Now that the the, uh, the writer strike is officially over, I'm uh, assuming that yeah, they they're getting yeah. their guys working on the uh, on the writing of season two, or maybe something bigger, maybe even like a a movie that that's like a compilation of all the different Star Wars shows that we have been talking about for the last couple of years. Like that could be also a thing. And Grand Admiral Thrawn is the biggest. The big, the big bully, the big bad guy of, of all of it. You know, we've been telling all the, the stories of all these through throughout the the last couple of years with Boba Fett and, and Mandalo and Ahsoka and Andor and all that. Well, maybe not Andor anymore, but but with all the other <laughs> Star Wars series, you know, you got you have all these mini villains that they they keep taking and killing. You know, Moff Gideon and so on and so forth. But with Grand Admiral Thrawn. This feels like the big picture. This feels like the big baddie, the one that you, the big boss that you fight at the end of the game after fighting all these many very painful bosses that keep building you up. Uh, so, either they make a season two of Ahsoka and that's it, or they just pull everybody together to take on the the bigger picture, to take on the bigger the bigger threat. And now that mm-hmm. everyone from the Bellion knows that Grand Admiral Thrawn is still alive and he is coming back and he's going to fuck shit up uh hopefully that gives that that makes them think twice about you know rejecting any theory that he could be coming back you know he might they might listen like the council might listen to people when they say we have to be very weary about this situation because it's a serious one they're like oh it's not possible yada 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 i'm still convinced that one of the the council members was working for grand admiral thrawn and that the reason why they were rejecting it so highly was because they didn't want anyone to take action before he came back, you know? They wanted it to be, like, one of those element of surprise kind of things, which I think there was a mole. There's definitely a mole within the Grand Admiral Thrawn's uh, setup, and there's also a mole throughout the council. I think that it's going to be it's gonna be really cool to see what they decide to do with this next. I know that you know, we kind of know what, go- what transpires because you know Kylo Ren comes through and he starts up the the new republic and all that but there's a there's a lot to unfold between this season to when that actually happens so 
I I'm looking forward to it, man. I love Sabine. I love Ahsoka. Weirdly enough, I feel like Ahsoka wasn't even the main character of her own series. I feel like everybody else around her made the story what it was, and they kind of put mm-hmm. Ahsoka in there from time to time to tell her like backstory here and there, which which I'm fine with, you know, because if there are people like me who didn't really watch the Clone Wars or Rebel series, you know, you get to know these characters a little better and their personalities, and you start to you start to find out who you love, who you trust, who you don't like, you know, who you're weary of, all that kind of stuff. And uh, Hoi Yang. Amazing, gotta love him. I uh, <laughs> I'll never Voiced stop. Voiced by David Tennant, the, the amazing David Tennant. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And then mm-hmm. I think the girl who plays Hera—that's um, Ewan McGregor's wife, isn't it? Oh yeah. It says yeah. He, they are married. They are um, married. Okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah so they the, the, so they're married. So and they're both in the Star Wars universe, which is cool. I hope that we get to see Ewan McGregor one more time before all this is done, said and done. I know that. We won't be able to see him in this current conflict because at this point he's gone. Maybe he comes back as a force ghost, but maybe who knows? I mean, like Anakin got got his moment to shine as a force ghost. Maybe maybe Uma McGregor is that person as well. Maybe he comes back and and uh, Luke Skywalker comes back as well, and so you see him through the force ghost talking to Luke Skywalker. I don't know. There's a lot of theories that can come out of this, but the <laughs> just but, having conversations, just like oh, yeah. what's going on? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. How about you? <laughs> yeah, it's like we have a great threat, Grand Admiral Thrawn. What should I do? And he'll be like, "Use the Force, Luke." Nothing. I'm doing Who's that to talk to you. <laughs> what do you mean, <laughs> use the Force? I am. No. <laughs> no. Use the Force. Use the Force. Um. So let me yeah, let me give my thoughts real quick. So yeah, I really I love this series in general. I, I loved it all, overall. Just the character development, the just the characters, like the individual characters were great. And then, yeah, like you said, Sabine, Sabine's an awesome character. Uh, her evolution throughout the, throughout the series was awesome. Getting all the way to the point where, so she couldn't move a cup and then all of a sudden she can grab the lightsaber, which was awesome. I thought, I thought that was actually pretty cool, even though it didn't, it didn't seem like it was that big of a deal in this, in the show. Cause they didn't like play like loud music or anything like that. It was just like. She grabbed it and then stabbed the guy and was like, oh, okay. But so they didn't feel like they make it, they made it that big of a deal in the, se- the show, but obviously it is. Um, and then of her staying back for Ahsoka was awesome. So Master and Apprentice, I love that whole whole dynamic. And then Ezra being back in the fold uh, as another Jedi. I, I really loved, I really liked this episode, but the only, my own, the only downfall about it is that, and I know that the, the actor died, but we didn't get like really anything from Balin or no, Hati in this. I know. And it was weird because what I would have loved to see, which obviously is never going to happen now, but I would have loved that the last, the final battle would have been between Balin and Ahsoka because that the last time she faced him, they, well, the, the last two times they didn't ever really finish that, you know? No. Yeah. So it would have been nice to finish that with Balin and Ahsoka's fight. I didn't really care about Elspeth and Ahsoka going against each other. And no, I, like they maybe I didn't either, honestly. Needed. And when they gave her that kind of power, when yeah. the sisters gave that power, I was like, oh, shit, she's going to be unstoppable. But it was just a fucking sword, and she didn't seem like she had yeah, much of an advantage at all. Fire. It was the sword on fire <laughs> plus the, the, the night troopers. And I was like, okay, where are we uh, Where are we going with this, man? Because I feel like we can... I feel like we could do a little bit more. And I'm not sure where in the filming process or editing process that the actor playing Balin passed away, but I feel like you, 
I agree with you honestly. They could have done so much more with this character. I was so intrigued. Like the way they 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 entered the show, the way they started the show off with Balin and with uh, Hati just infiltrating that uh, that base and just fucking everybody up and releasing Morgan Elsbeth. And I'm like, oh my god. These guys are going to be a force to be reckoned with. And any time they were on yeah. the screen, they were a force to be reckoned with. But then they underutilized them in the one episode that you think that the stakes are the highest. In the last episode, when they're trying to get off that planet, right. trying to save Ezra. And it's like, oh, Hati's going to just go on her own path, you know, with the, the those uh, little Mongol creatures. And then, and then <laughs> yeah. Balin's going to be like, I'm going to look at a fucking mountain and we're going to... I'm going to retire into the sunset. And I'm like, I'm going to go look at a mountain. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, that's pretty much what he did. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, is that I think what happened was that maybe they did have a bigger story in the series, but because of Ray Stevenson's early passing, yeah. they took stuff out of the series. It seemed like they removed stuff later on in the episodes to make it them less like pertinent to the story, I guess. But I would have loved to say, see Balin go off against Ahsoka one last time uh, just because the first time they fought, she he all but pretty much killed her. Um, but <laughs> and the second time they fought, she like the spaceship, the ship came in and then started shooting down so that that way Balin could uh, Ahsoka could, could get away and go help Ezra and stuff. But. Yeah, and then, I laugh and then so hard. Sudden, he's like, "All right, whatever." <laughs> he's like, yeah. "Whatever," and then he just goes off to a mountain. <laughs> right. <laughs> I laugh so hard because um, the moment that Grand Admiral Thrawn gave the order, he's like, "Oh, we're already in the air. We're gonna shoot and destroy our own base," and it's shooting, but it's not even a- it's not even actually aiming at the, the base <laughs> itself or them. So I said, "Clearly, they're not doing a good job at aiming." And Mom laughed at that. No. <laughs> I was like. I was like, no, what? No, no good aiming. Yeah. However, my I think my favorite part about the series is that, of course, this takes place before A Force Awakens, right? Right. It takes place before, before um, Ray and and Finn and all them. So it takes place before that. Probably about I'd say probably about ten years before that. Maybe maybe a little bit more than that. Because I, I would say that maybe this is about nine years after uh, Return of the Jedi. So. What do you think? Yeah, I was thinking maybe that it was about, what do you think, 25, 30 years after between Force Awakens and Return of the Jedi? You think 30 years? Well, Luke is pretty old. Oh, yeah, it's true. He's probably, he he has to be at least in his 50s or 60s, so. Yeah, so it's like 40, because he's he's probably in his 20s in in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, probably. Maybe, My guess was like 15 older. years after, um, after Return of the Jedi. That was when, uh, this current pl- is this this current a moment. This altercation, this uh, event is happening. But I think that 15 years past that that would make sense. 30 years and from between Return of the Jedi to Force Awakens, that makes sense. So yeah, so then Ray is just about being born here now. Maybe maybe pretty soon. But uh, so and my favorite part about it was that this is the first time. In since Revenge of the Sith, that we're seeing t- three, Je- I'm saying Jedi loosely because I know that Sabine's not technically a Jedi yet, but uh, so this is the first time since Revenge of the Sith that we're seeing three Jedi fight together against a bad person, right, a bad guy. So I thought that was really awesome because obviously in all the other m- shows that are movies, there's only really one 
one Jedi, like Rey or <laughs> or like Ahsoka. They're all usually fighting together. Or Luke. They are fighting uh, fighting alone with lightsabers. But mm-hmm. but then it it just creates possibilities. Now that there's three Jedi like this in the in the world of or not just three, but there's three right here in this area. So we got Ahsoka, who's the master of Sabine, right? So right. Ahsoka's teaching Sabine. Ezra, possibly now that she's he's with Sandula, could be teaching teaching Jason, which would be awesome because it'd be like come full circle because his her his father taught Ezra, and now Ezra's teaching everything he learned from his father to Jason. Mm. So Jason might become the apprentice of Ezra, which would be perfect. And then we got Luke, who taught uh, Ray, who's possibly might teach Finn at some point, because I feel like that was where they were kind of leading towards in the Force Awakens. But I'm not sure if that will ever ever end up happening. But You're talking about like Luke as a Cal- as a Force ghost trying to train uh, no, no, Finn. No, no, no. I would say Ray would be teaching Finn. Cause... Oh, so you're saying that Ray's taking the place that Luke was supposed to uh, ch- to train Finn? Is that what you're saying? Well, I'm just saying because so Luke's dead now, right? So I'm saying right. that in uh, because there's some speculation and rumors that Ray will be coming back to another a movie franchise in the future. So they're going to be doing another trilogy, uh, which takes place years later after the what was the, what was the last one called? The Last Jedi or something? Oh, no, it wasn't the Last Jedi. It was uh, Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> Rise of Skywalker, right. So after Rise of Skywalker, it's going to take place years after that where Rey and Finn are actually creating a new Jedi Order, and that's what the movie's going to be called, the New Jedi Order. So there, it, it starts there, but we're going to have, of course, not in, in this universe, we still possibly, Ahsoka's species lives, lives pretty long. So Ahsoka could also be helping Rey and Finn, and then Sabine, maybe, depending on how old she is, <laughs> and Ezra. Ezra could be there. Maybe Sabine could be there. They'll probably be pretty old, but they could, as like uh, just teachers like like Yoda. But then we also have Cal Kestis, who's in this universe that we haven't really discussed because we haven't seen him in live action yet. But it's possible that he could also be involved in a future Jedi story. And then what was what was her name? Siri Janda, Janda, Jande, Siri Jande. Who who was the other lady in the in um that that Jedi game? Uh, hold on. Fallen, Fallen Jedi. Siri Jandi, Jandi. Yeah, Let me look like it that. up. Definitely not. Because she was the Siri. She was Janda. a Jedi when the when the order fell, right? She was the she was an actual Jedi. Well, yeah, I mean, um, Siri Junda. Siri, Siri. Junda. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so she's she's still alive, as far as I'm aware. I haven't played the second game yet, but is she still alive? <laughs> she came close. Spoiler I haven't played the second game. I haven't <laughs> wait, played the second wait, game wait, either. Wait. Okay, 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 yeah. So, <laughs> no, yeah. I was I, gonna uh, say say some say a spoiler alert before you say if she's dead or not. No, no. no. Um, I was gonna say she she had a very close call in the first game, so it wouldn't surprise me if they just finally just cut it off for the second game, like finally give us more stakes there to kill her. But uh, I mean, <laughs> but Cal Kestis would probably be the oldest out of all of these people, even Ahsoka possibly, because oh maybe not, because because Cal Kestis was being trained. I feel like Cal Kestis. Well, actually, no. It all depends on which. Uh, that's tough. 
That's tough. Because Cal Kestis I was think around before the fall of the before the fall of the um, the Republic, right? Right. right. I think so. they. I think he's older than Ahsoka. I think he is the oldest living Jedi at this point. If he's still alive, um, but they haven't given us yeah. any clue to say that he is alive yet. I hope so. I hope that they bring him in. And obviously, he looks just like the character, the character that voices him in the game. Well, oh yeah, the character in the game is voiced by another. Yeah, whatever. So he looks just like that person who voices him. So it'd be very easy, I think, to bring him into live action at some point. Maybe, maybe after this 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 game, this next game, second game. Maybe they can uh, bring him into live action, give him a show or something, give him a movie. I don't know. But I think that he could come into play later. And we could be building on the new Jedi Order somewhere. It'll be a lot of old people, but <laughs> we could. I don't know. It could work. It would be, it could work. yeah. But that's exciting. But th- so that's very exciting. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I would definitely love to team up there. But I fear we are never going to get that kind of team up in uh, yeah. the Star Wars universe in the live action at least I don't think we're ever going to get it it would be fucking awesome though I would definitely love to see a live action Cal Kestis yeah now uh, yeah so so this series is directed by Dave Filoni or written by Dave Filoni so he has mentioned that the after Mandalorian and Boba Fett and Ahsoka and all these other series that are coming out on Disney Plus their plan is to ultimately create a movie which will probably have Thrawn as the main bad guy in it. Um, mm. So that'll ultimately happen at some point. And, uh, but uh, hopefully they do a season two of Ahsoka because I think there's a lot of stuff that was left on the table that we could have gotten. Like, of course, Balin. Now, I know that... I, I think that they could, prob- they could probably recast him in a way. Um, someone who looks like him, so because they can't just—he's such a great character. They can't stop using him. They need to keep him in the Star Wars universe. So hopefully, whoever takes up the mantle with with him will be just as good, and yeah, live on the memory of what he had started. So, um, what do you think, Stephen? What do you think we're we're in those uh, the the cargo thing that they were putting on the crime Chimera Chimera? Hmm. All those, all those like caskets. Were they caskets, or were there something like, uh, like were there living night sisters in those things where they were just in like a, what are they called? What's it called? Like a, it it's pauses your life a little bit. It's something tube, something tube, a, a, a chrono tube. Cryo, no, on. Cryo, Cry, cryogenic cryo tube, or something chamber. like that. Cryo chamber. Chamber. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go with that. So, Honestly, I think. Yeah. I think we're thinking too small here. I don't think it's it's a, a living sister. I don't think it's uh, just any kind of coffin. I think it's probably a Sith Lord. I think it's it, Sith I, I think Lords? Sith All Lords. of them? Maybe. Like, maybe like, maybe you have. <laughs> this sounds stu- stupid as fuck, but like just let's think about it. <laughs> if they have the power to to bring people back, you know, Who's to say they can't bring back Sith Lords? Maybe they 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 were just testing it on yeah. troops first, you know, and seeing, oh yeah, they're gonna they're gonna wipe them out easily. But then they think maybe the threat is too great because now we're dealing with Ahsoka, a former Padawan of Anakin Skywalker, who gives Ad- Grand Admiral Thrawn the chills any time that he thinks about it. Like every time that he mentioned it in the series, it was like, fuck, I can't let this slide. If she knew Anakin Skywalker, Anakin Skywalker is a dangerous person, you know, like can't fuck with that. 
uh, he thinks he's thinking like five steps ahead of everybody else. So who's to say he didn't find his way to get Count Dooku and Darth Maul, Darth Sidious, Darth, um, or like, um, what the hell is that robot name? Grievous, General Grievous. Like who's to say he doesn't get, grab himself all of these guys. And <laughs> like, like there's this thing in, uh, in Naruto. It's a, uh, a, a jutsu that allows you to bring a, a a character back from the dead, but it's one of those. It's, it's a reanimation jutsu, is what they call it, and it, it allows you to bring them back from the dead technically. But the thing is, they're you. You're the one fully in control of them. You give orders, and they might be physically present for it to be like, "Oh, hi, I'm I'm meeting my loved ones again." And then all of a sudden, the enemy's like, "Well, now you're gonna kill them." It's like, "What? I can't do that." It's like, you have to. The jutsu makes it so. So even if these guys were in heaven somewhere and um, they thought they they were happy, they had they had uh, atoned for their sins and, and whatnot for being in like mm-hmm. a part of the Siths and all that shit. Like who's to say that they don't get brought back? And it's like, well, you uh, you're gonna be fighting for us now, and uh, you can have your personality. We don't care, but you're you're in full control of us. You must do everything we say. That kind of thing. Like even Anakin Skywalker. Fucking imagine Anakin Skywalker coming back, um, like reanimated to Grand Admiral Thrawn's side because of the sisters being able to put him back together like that. Like, oh my goodness, that would be something I would love to see. We probably won't see that because I feel like we would we would have heard about that conflict. Uh, but. Yeah. That's that's like a very 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 far fetched uh, theory. Yeah, you're here. reaching. You're reaching. I'm reaching so hard right now because I don't <laughs> I don't know what else would would make sense to put there. I mean, maybe there's something that I'm. It's too obvious that I'm missing, but that was the first thing that came to my mind, and I was like, maybe I'm gonna reach there. Let's go for it. What were you <laughs> thinking it was? No, I think it's the Night Sisters. I think there's a bunch of Night Sisters because because what Ezra said when they when they got to the the chimera he said they asked like why haven't you all tried getting in there he's like oh yeah well when we got here um when we got here what's his name grand admiral thrawn he woke up he said he woke they woke up the night sisters he woke them woke them up which means they were i don't know somewhere being sleeping or something so or in the cryo chambers uh so i think i think it's the it's a bunch of night sisters that have just been sleeping until they are able to be brought to Dathomir in order to live there, I guess, forever. But that's that's my my thought. I I don't know why they would care so much about. Um, I don't know why the Night Sisters would care so much about um, some dead Sith. <laughs> but um, when they could just easily use their their magic and be a little more powerful than a Jedi, I guess, just not have to actually fight. But yeah, that's what I think. It's okay. We'll, okay. We'll figure it out next next season. You're probably, probably a lot closer to this than I am. So. <laughs> yeah. You put that theory, um, so. Yeah. But did you have any other thoughts regarding Ahsoka before we move on to Loki? Uh, I think that the lightsaber battles, um, I think they were really, like, above par for um, what we've seen in the past. I think that uh, choreography-wise, really cool. Uh, some animation like the the um the VFX, good. Uh, character development, certain things that needed to, that that leave 
something to be desired, you know. But in the overall grand scheme of things, it's heading in the right direction. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I like where they're they're building this new Star Wars universe, I guess. Um, just one more thing, because I know that you didn't watch Rebels or Clone Wars, but uh, the Mortis God. So what Balin is standing on is he's standing on the arm of the Father. So in Rebels and Ahsoka, I'm sorry, Rebels. There was and the Father, Wars, the brother, and the sister, right? The, the Father, the Son, and the Daughter. So Okay, that's what, yeah, yeah. The Father was kind of like in the one in between good and bad force. Like he was the between the 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 bad and good and mm-hmm. but then the sun was the bad he was the the evil the dark side he controlled the dark side and he he's kind of like i guess the devil in the bible or um or whatever the hell it is where he's trying to get people to do bad things like whispering in their ears and then we got the daughter who's the like the, i guess the angel and she is the one that's trying to get them to do good things so uh, she's the light side, and then the sun's the dark side. But it seemed like what they were doing with the series was that Balin was going to be the father, which was, I guess, doesn't really make sense if you think about how the episode started, uh, season started. But Balin was going to be the father. That's why he's standing on the arm of the father. And then the son was going to be Hati, uh, Shin Hati, because she just was bad, I guess. And then the daughter was going to be Ahsoka, which it makes the one that makes the most sense is the daughter being Ahsoka because the daughter actually in Clone Wars gave up her own life for Ahsoka. So she pretty much the essence of the daughter okay. lives within Ahsoka. So I like that that's theory, why you yeah. saw the little owl at the end. I remember you saw, you saw the little, um, I forget what the, the bird's called, but the little owl at the end where she's looking at the owl and she kind of smiles, looks back and smiles. And you also see this bird, the same bird in the Mandalorian when we first see Ahsoka when she kind of fights the fights Mando a little bit or Din Djarin. Oh, so okay, yeah. It's yeah that bird has been following Ahsoka for very a lot of years, and it's said to have like the spirit of the daughter in it. Uh, but yeah, that's what, yeah that's whatever. It's maybe a little bit okay. of a reach as well, but we'll see if that comes to fruition next next season. Well. I don't but, think it's going to be able to come to fruition anymore. That's true. We'll see what happens. Damn. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm next, very but. curious if, if they're just going to kill off uh, Balin or if they're going to actually recast. I mean, I, I hope that they can recast because I think there's a lot more this, that this character can can do. I'm not sure if the, the acting will be the same, if we'll be on board with whatever he does. But the actor who played Balin, like, he had, was very fucking convincing. I love what he was doing. And I wanted to see more throughout the entire series. I really did. I felt like if he's at the helm, it's more of a of a uh, unbalanced matchup. Like I feel like he has the uh, he has the ability to push a fight in somebody's favor, depending on who he's fighting for. You know, mm-hmm. and right. uh, when he steps away from the battle, it kind of evens everything out. It evens the playing field away. But if he was in that final battle, I can almost guarantee you. The good guys don't walk away unscathed, you know. I feel no, like someone's either no. dead or or, or or really brutally injured or something doesn't go their way and all this was for naught, you know? Yep, I agree. Hopefully they recast. All right, so, yeah, we're about 35 minutes and we got to move on to Loki. Yeah, <laughs> Before, true, true, true. Because I know we're, we're talking about that one quite a bit. So 
Loki season two. This is the spoiler breakdown. Let's get into it. So this episode is called Ouroboros, which as you probably know, well, maybe you don't, but it's it's the snake that's eating its own tail. So it's like a circular the snake that's eating its own tail. So that's what that is. Okay. Um, and just so you know, before we get into the synopsis of everything, uh, Loki season two is the first Marvel Studios series to not have any reshoots. So the story that is shown on screen is the story that they set out to make. From this is that was from the executive producer Kevin Wright. That's what he said. So they had no research apparently. So what they what they filmed is what they put on screen. Crazy. But this Damn. is uh, that's impressive two, for a Marvel project. One. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's kind of crazy that they didn't have any reshoots. Yeah. Damn. Wasn't yeah. I thought Oral Boros was the name of the guy who um who was down in the uh like the cellar that was yeah. help that that was yeah, that is. was him okay okay it is yeah it is him but that's Wait also it's also it is the snake that is eating his own tail so okay I'll, so that's where it all comes from okay yeah all right we can, we can call them o, ob ob so ob yeah this this episode <laughs> came out two days ago thursday night and mm-hmm. uh we got so it says loki discovers that he is uncontrollably warping across time in the time variance authority headquarters in the past the tva attempts to apprehend loki in the present loki reunites with mobius and warns him of the threat of the many variants of he who remains the tva's creator tva's creator loki and mobius go to meet tva technician ouroboros or ob who deduces that loki is time slipping a phenomenon phenomenon possibly caused by an instability of the timeline branches caused by the death of he who remains to stop loki's time slipping ob instructs mobius to approach the temporal loom uh, with the temporal or extractor device to extract loki from the time stream as loki prunes himself loki time slips <laughs> to the future where he briefly encounters sylvie before he is pruned by someone at the last possible second Mobius successfully pulls Loki from the time stream and two of them set up uh, set out to find Sylvie. Just as many time TVA hunters are ordered by General Docs to search for her in a mid-season mid-credit season credit scene <laughs> as Sylvie <laughs> enters a branch timeline in Broxton, Oklahoma in 1982 and visits McDonald's restaurant and says she wants to try everything. So that's what the episode ends um after the post credit scene but oh my god we got loki back and oh my god i'm pretty sure it this is exactly what i wanted <laughs> it's did not disappoint in my opinion uh steven let's hear it what were your thoughts on this episode i'm on board with you honestly because it's it's challenging to engage somebody in a full season um with loki though with the first season People were already engaged when they heard about the series because they loved Tom Hiddleston, they loved uh, Owen Wilson, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. It's even more challenging to successfully do that in the first season and then make a second season that's equally as compelling. Well, they did that here. And that's the first time I've seen that being done where Marvel has successfully been able to push on a second season of a character we've seen before. And it actually come together quite nicely now the mystery is 
who the fuck pruned Loki? There's only two people who knew, or technically three people who knew about the pruning device, who knew about the idea of pruning him to, to stop the time skipping or time slipping thing that he was doing. So it, I had to narrow it down. It's not, it can't be Loki because at this point he would be gone through the time skipping or slipping. He wouldn't make any sense to him to be in the future. Um, OB could be the one doing it. Maybe no, he's let playing. Me, let me tell you before you go forward with your theory, because in the trailers for this this series, or in the yeah, in the trailers for this series, Loki is going to start time slipping again. So he it does happen. There's things that we haven't seen yet that he time slips to. Uh, I don't want to give I don't want to give you too much information, but he does he is going to time slip again. So just so you know. <laughs> so this was a this was a temporary fix really then. Yeah. A temporary fix from what it seems here. I personally think that it is a future version of Loki that is going to come back and prune uh Loki, our Loki. But because only the only reason why I think that is because Sylvie didn't seem surprised to see Loki, right? So she expected him to be there, but so I think it's an older version of Sylvie. It's not the version that we left in Broxton, um, right. Oklahoma. It's an older version, more mature version, it seems, than that we've seen before. So I'm thinking a future version of Loki and a future version of Sylvie will have to come back to this time at the TVA when it's the least guarded in order to... Because they're all out doing something, fighting, trying, trying to find Sylvie. So it's the least guarded time. It's the best time to do this, to fix the timeline. I think they're going to come back to this moment, and that's the reason why a future version of Loki is going to stab his past version self again. Because, again, there is a time in the trailers where Loki, our future version of Loki, will see himself in the past and say, I, I just, didn't I do this a couple days ago? Mm. And I okay. think he is going, it's, he's either going to time slip or they're going to be time traveling quite a bit in the series. But in the trailer, he does he does that freak out thing again, like the <laughs> like where he's time mm. slipping. So I'm pretty sure he's gonna yeah. time slip again, and yeah. So could do do with that what you will. Okay. <laughs> the rest of so your that theory. Might, I just changed my theory completely. I th I do believe you that it was a future Loki. Now I think the time slipping in general. I feel like this is an intentional thing from an an another another deity another being of some ah, kind okay. you know i think that the time slipping is not just coincidental where he's being time slipped to he's being time slipped into a certain part of the past a certain part in the present and the future okay there's some mm -hmm. there has to be something in each of those timelines that loki needs to acquire that he needs to succeed like an action that he needs to succeed in before mm -hmm. the branches can officially Nell down, you know, and become mm -hmm, one again right. because the TVA is in complete chaos right now. It was in a weird set of chaos in the present. It's in a weird set of chaos in the future. The, the past is the past there. And so um, nothing has been done as of yet. I, I didn't see any real chaotic stuff happening except from, you know, Loki time slipping there and them being like, who the fuck are you? What are you what's going on here? Like that whole thing, trying to figure that out. But um, them sending so many people to try getting sylvie at the end that was an interesting little uh thing but i do believe that it was maybe pff, i don't fucking know maybe it was a variant of kang 
that is trying to help maybe, set the or maybe OB set is the, a, a variant of Kang. That's a possibility. Like, there's so many possibilities here about yeah. variants and about like who could be really playing this big picture kind of game. Um, yeah, because OB hasn't got his mind erased, as you can tell. Just yeah. like everyone else, it seems like everyone else, the TVA has had their mind wiped. Besides OB, maybe he's too far down in the in the area that the time because he's too close to the time stream. Maybe it doesn't work on him. Maybe he has has memory wipe, but it doesn't actually work on him. But it seems like he remembers everything. So mm-hmm. yeah, maybe so that's either possible he's a variant of Kang or he's just a, a good guy who it doesn't doesn't work on him to get his mind wiped. <laughs> maybe not, but mm-hmm. it it feels like there's a big picture here that like by the end of of season two, it it feels like it's gonna work out. However, there. I forgot where I saw it, but they, it it said that Loki and Sylvie were going to be a big part of the next Avengers movie in some capacity. Really, I did not yeah. see that. Wow, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah, there's gonna be some interesting characters that I saw coming I into it. So. I know that Tobey Maguire's Spider Man was supposed to be a uh, a big part of um of Kang Dynasty uh, going forward, and they said that really? of course the leaders of the the new Avengers it's gonna be. Uh, Doctor Strange and the girl that he was with at the end of the second movie. Clea? But Clea, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they they did mention Loki and Sylvie at some point. So, and, and it was mainly a thing of the, like, the, the timeline being completely just collapsing. The multiverse is collapsing on itself. And so they are going to help stop that. So seeing them on the opposite side. Now this could all just be speculation. All just complete rumors that are not true at all. But... From where I saw it, I thought that it might be a, it might be a really cool thing to happen to have Sylvie and and Loki, who have been troublemakers in the past, align themselves with the good guys to help stop a greater good, or a greater foe, you know. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. Yeah. This, I, uh, this episode was insane, dude. It's oh, wild. Man, there's so many, like who was who was calling, who was calling on that phone, because probably wasn't it didn't seem like it was the same person who stabbed him in the back with the the stick but or pruned him but i wonder if if that's kang who's calling him maybe because it seems like who who he who remains knew everything that was going to happen i don't know it's just it's just kind of mind-blowing or it's a mind fuck i guess you could say uh on everything that's going on because all this stuff could be happening have have happened already like it's, it's ooh, like, ooh! I have a theory. What theory, theory time? <laughs> what if the future we thought was the future? You know, the one that he's time slipping into when he gets pruned. What if that's not actually the future at all? What if that is a past prior to the past we were seeing in the first episode with uh, him and Obi having that conversation, and him and um. Owen Wilson's uh, Mobius meeting for the first time. What if it's a past that we, you know, th- it was a past before Obi and Mobius's past in the timeline mm. where something like this happened mm-hmm. before and everything was in chaos before Kang just resets everything and wipes everybody's minds away. No, it could be because as when, when Loki comes back after he goes, Oh to wait, that wouldn't make any sense. Remains. Well, Fuck. listen. So when he go, when he goes to see who remains, right? Um, yeah, when he does that, 
they're looking at the temp ad and they're saying, does he not want us to prune any of them? Like, so this has happened before, right? When the TVA in chaos has happened before in the past and they've had their minds wiped. So it's possible that this has happened multiple times and that each time Kang has become better at trying to figure out what works best. Because in the in this series, we see the, there's like, what's like five heads of Kang? They seem like they all had a little different, like a variations of them. So it's possible that at some point the TVA was run by know, five or six different Kangs. Uh, from different ti- from different timelines and stuff, but mm. and then all of a sudden, he who remains gets uh, Goliath. Is that what was his name? The the dog that the like the big black mist dog. Goliath, not Goliath. Goliath. Okay, so yeah, because yeah, so then maybe he takes Goliath and he faces off against the five or six other um, Loki, uh, not Loki's um, Kangs that are. That he wants to defeat, so he does that, and then wipes everyone's memory besides OBs, and then yeah, there you go. Now we have mm. the new TVA that is now run by the Timekeepers. Is that what they were called, the Timekeepers? Timekeepers Authority, right? Yeah, no, no, the time that the three Timekeepers that that was what they were called, right, in the last season. Oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The the machines, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that could it could happen. I mean, you could you could be onto something where maybe. In the past, Mobius had to yeah. do the exact same thing to save someone, but it could yeah, make sense. The only thing be... is, the, there was writing on the computer that they had from the present, and when Loki oh, went back, right. went, went into the future, that was there. Only way that makes sense that we can get around that to, to make it seem like it was the past is if another variant of Loki did the exact same thing he was he's doing right now time slipping yeah. and going through in that that order and trying to save um, the people from Kang but this time he's unsuccessful and he writes that on there and then he's unsuccessful and maybe at this point this is that variance future Loki right now is going into the past to that moment so there's two Lokis in one spot right now trying to do particularly the, like the exact same thing mm-hmm. so it, I don't know there's a lot to think about with this a lot of theories you can go off of it's kind of reminding yeah. me of the uh, wandavision series where like every single yep. episode it's a lot of theories a lot of mystery going behind it and i love yeah, that because like what does this mean who does this and what's going on yeah. here yeah yeah i agree oh yeah 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 no, but i would rate this first episode of season two i probably would rate this like an eight out of ten i would say really okay yeah no i, Maybe I would even agree. higher but oh, yeah yeah, I'd probably say it'd be like a 9 out of 10 for me. I really, I love Tom Hiddleston, Owen Wilson. Their chemistry together is amazing. Um, we didn't get anything from Ravona Renslayer in this this episode. Uh, we got very little of Sylvie in this episode. And then Miss Minutes, we got nothing, which was voiced by Tara Strong. Uh, we got a little bit of Casey, which is awesome. And then we got, we got OB. So OB, I... Obi might might be my new favorite character as long as he turns out to be good and not actually yeah. a bad guy. But yeah. yeah, and then we got B Hunter B fifteen, and then we got some new characters that are are pretty much just look seem like like assholes a little bit. Uh, what was her name? The, oh yeah, when they're sitting down uh, discussing everything that's going yep. on. Yeah, yep, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, General really Docs. 
yeah. General Docs. And then I think the other one was uh, X5. Was that what his name was? Or D5, X5? Oh, whatever. But uh, the bad guy, the one that like they put, like, put their heads together. Mm. And I'm pretty sure that was... I think his name is X5 because he has it written on his gloves. Um, so maybe... But I've, I've heard that episode two is kind of a change of pace to episode one. So I'm not sure what what exactly that means, but episode two might be a little slower. Um, or it could be faster, but I'm guessing when they say change of pace, it's probably going to be slower. And maybe winding down to just focusing on Sylvie. Interesting. That'd be interesting to do that. All right. So any other points you want to bring up on this episode or in the series? Uh, not yet. I uh, How many episodes is in this series? Is it eight? Dude, it's only six. I don't, I don't only six? know why they do that. Oh, man. Yeah, it's, I don't get it. I don't understand why they do this. I but, I feel like eight episodes is a nice number. Like It's a, it's the perfect yeah, amount. Nice. If you're going to do anything, it has to be at least eight episodes. Because six episodes, man, that's not enough time. It's not. No. Like you're doing too much. Unless like, they're going to do a season three. Right. Unless you're going to do a cliffhanger in season two and then it goes into season three. But something tells me that's not going to happen. So we'll I'm... Well, actually, no. If they're if they if if they're rumored to be a, a part of the uh, Secret Wars as well as the Kang Dynasty uh, Wars, then I think uh, maybe it could do it that way. I'm not. I'm not even mm-hmm. gonna try to. Nope. Fuck it. That's what's happening. So fuck it. <laughs> season Let's three. It. Let's go. <laughs> season three. All right. On yeah. Season three. So, <laughs> so next week is episode two. I will obviously not be here. I'll be in Peru. So. Uh, that sucks. I might maybe I'll try to watch it while I'm there somehow. <laughs> no, enjoy but, yourself yeah. in Peru. You don't need to watch it until you get back. I know, I know. All right, well, so let's move on to geek topic number one, uh, which is pretty much just a few different things because throughout last throughout last week we got a lot of updates on a couple of series that we were wondering about but hadn't gotten information on. So, for example, we got Spider-Man Freshman Year, the animated series that is going to be apparently canon i guess uh will probably will reportedly release november 2nd 2024 so that's coming in 2024 and hudson thames will voice peter parker that's what it says i don't know who the hell that is but uh hudson thames will voice peter parker coming november 2nd 2024 daredevil born again will reportedly release in 2025 now because of course due to the the writers and actors strike the show had to shut down production and filming and now it's not coming until 2025 when it was supposed to come in the spring of 2024 so we gotta wait a whole another year for that and that's 18 episodes for that and then we got Ironheart will reportedly release on september 3rd 2025 yeah so this the new synopsis for this series is a charming teenager uh, super genius, teenage super genius, Riri Williams returns from MIT to her hometown of Chicago in her Iron Man suit and begins to unravel threats that bring danger and adventure right to her doorstep. So, it's, okay, cool. <laughs> it's very, very vague and generic, I guess, information. Um, I'm going to watch it, of course, because I, I love Ironheart, Riri Williams. Um, going to watch it, but kind of Gave us nothing there. Now it's coming in 2025, September 2025. It's like, what? i to wait two years for this fucking shit? I'm sorry. Sorry to swear. <laughs> yeah. But all right. So wait, one last one before we discuss any of these. So we got Agatha Dark, um, Dark Hold series. 
Tackle Diaries will reportedly release on September 19th, 2024. This new synopsis, which I hate even more because it just <laughs> sounds lazy as hell, but it says Agatha Harkness finally breaks out of the spell that she has been trapped in. She can't wait to... F- go back to her old murderous ways only to find out that she's powerless. The only way forward for her to embark on a perilous quest to get her powers back with the help from unlikely, an unlikely friend or two. Well, that's fucking unlikely lazy, man. friend or two. Well, okay. so that just seems like, come on that. I know that's just a synopsis, but it just seemed like that was it just meant nothing, nothing at all to back to her old murder. Doesn't ways. give us much. Like, why do we, yeah, why do we want her to get her powers? I'm just going to go back to her old murderous ways. But all right. So those are the the four uh, series that we got some information on for releases in 2024 and 2025. So Mm. we're getting Agatha and Spider-Man Freshman Year in 2024. And then we're getting Ironhide and Daredevil in 2025. So. Okay. Yeah. So what are your thoughts, Stephen, on all this? All right. Well, the thing I'm excited most for would be Spider-Man Freshman Year. Uh, we're gonna be getting that next year, uh, like a little over a year away from now, which is cool. Hudson mm-hmm. Thames, I don't really know who that guy is. When I looked him up, it said he was an American singer, but I don't know. Or he's a, he was a famous singer. I just don't know like what he's done. It says here that uh, let me pull it up again. Hudson Thames, born in in uh, 1994, and he's an actor and composer. No, oh, he's from, he's in Mad Men. He was in I Think I Should. I think you should leave with the with Tim Robinson and Born Man. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> nothing I've seen him in, and nothing I've seen him in at all. But uh, whatever. I don't. Maybe if I look more into this later on, it'll, it'll give me some information that makes me want to care more. But the fact that Spider Man Freshman Year is coming out next year, I'm 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 so pumped for that. I really am. Um, yeah, definitely gonna be watching that. The thing I'm most bummed about is daredevil born again series being pushed back to 2025 yeah, i know it's 18 episodes there's a lot going into it uh so we have to wait almost two full years in order to get uh something that i'm pretty sure almost all marvel fans are looking forward to seeing like just the just having matt murdoch and daredevil just put fully into the mcu and 18 episodes you have so much to work on it's it's amazing. I understand, you know, with the writer's strike that happened, you know, 18 episodes, trying to write 18 episodes out there, you know, doing all the casting, all the, like, trying to find the locations for all of your scenes and shit. That's, it's going to take a lot of work. So that's the one yeah. thing. That's one of those those projects that I'm, that I'm looking forward to regardless of when it comes out because I know that it'll, even if it takes that much time, two years to get to us, it'll still be worth the wait. Now, I cannot say the same thing about the next project, Ironheart, because while I did like Ironheart in the Black Panther 2 movie, I didn't think she was given enough for me to care for a full-on series or anything. So <laughs> right. I, uh, I want to look forward to it. But it's one, of those, it's one of those things where I wasn't given enough to say, oh, I cannot wait for this. I don't care if it comes out in two, three, four years. By that point, will it be relevant to our story? Like, what the fuck? I don't know. And the the Agatha Darkhold series thing, I am or Darkhold Diary series thing. I'm looking forward to seeing it, but I agree with you. That like Marvel's getting lazy with these synopsises. It feels like they don't feel like they need to work as hard to really give us information. But it's like uh, exactly. you're going to you're going to watch it so we know we can just we can just 
write a little like pair a very small paragraph on this and just let it be it won't give you anything really you just be like oh who's gonna be in their murderous ways again that's right <laughs> agatha it's and she's so gonna stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid it really is and they know that they can get away with it that's coming out next year so i am looking forward to that as well another thing that uh Surprising, it's coming around the exact same time as Spider-Man, so we're releasing two things almost back-to-back like that. That's that's a fascinating uh, method. I feel like that's going to change. By the time we get closer to that, they're probably going to push one back a little bit and w- move one forward yeah. in the timeline, yeah. which, I'm not, again, I'm not... I don't. I'm not gonna bash on that. I'm glad both of them are coming out next year. That'll give us something to really look forward to, um, given how the writer strike and everything else has affected um, all of Hollywood and stuff. I think any hopes we have of getting a lot of earlier projects in 2024 have been thrown out the window. So I will take what I can get with these two series. I what happens with the other two series, you know. Well, that's a lie. Whatever happens with Ironheart, I don't know. But with with Daredevil, I'm patiently waiting. You'll be there. I will be there to watch it when it finally comes out. Perfect. But we'll Agatha, there. let's do it. Spider Man, let's yeah. do it. Um, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So you know, I agree with you. I'm look. The one that I'm bummed about the most is obviously Daredevil, and then and then Ironheart coming out in 2025. Like I wish that one would come out a little bit sooner. It's just, it's weird to me that it's coming out this late because, like, I feel like they keep moving these things back. By the time we get Secret Wars, it's going to be, like, 2030. <laughs> like, it's gotta be. Like, there's there's no way this fucking movie is coming out before 2030 because of all of these things shifting and moving and pandemics and writer strikes and shit. It's just like, oh my god, can we just get things on time for a second? Or just don't plan so much. Just don't put so much out there. That, yeah, just... honestly, I, I agree with you there. I, I know that like Marvel was, was they they were so used to expanding in their universe and getting like a five ten year plan out there for everybody so they can get excited. Like every single conference they ever they ever went to, freaking uh, Comic Con, they'd have these guys talking about the future of MCU yep. and DCU and all that kind of stuff. And it's just a way of getting your audience there just to see you give a trailer like a two-second trailer or a clip of something like they get so excited for these moments and the the business knows that and the marvel knows that so they're going to feed into it and say all right we have this huge freaking plan no one's gonna see it coming it's gonna be huge but the thing is do we need huge or do we need consistency do we need quality because i feel like right now you're just giving us a lot of quantity you're giving us mm-hmm. so much quantity. Like, you, oh, we have four movies back to back to back. We have like seven series coming out in the same year. We're expanding so much, but but do you? What good does that do you? Pushing you ha- all this stuff back, and right? What good that does that do you? Put out are not great. So. Exactly. So if if one project, for example, that's supposed to be a freaking banger, gets pushed back, now we're stuck watching a project that we were not so highly on to begin with. But you just threw it at us, saying, "Oh, we're gonna expand. It's gonna be great." But then it ends up being generic, you know. Uh, yep. They're falling into a weird pattern, man. And I hate to say it, I always say it. Ever since Endgame, man, like they had a, a nice little thing going for them for so long. For 11 years, for the most part, they had they had consistency going there. You know, they had a nice little 
formula that worked in all their movies. They had Easter eggs in all these movies. They had Stanley cameos. You had a, a huge story building. And now they're they're trying to expand with the multiversal war, with the Kang Dynasty, and all that kind of stuff. And while it's very exciting to think about in theory, where <laughs> are we going with this fully? Because it feels like we're kind of falling apart. None of these projects are really are really underway at this point. Like not getting us to where we need to be. And it's you're right. Twenty thirty sounds like a very logical. Uh, spot for them to actually be able to release uh, like either Secret right Wars now, or Kang Dynasty. I think right now, Secret right now, Wars is 2027. Yeah, I think 2026 was when. Well, originally it was 2024. No, it was 20, I think it was both 2025, wasn't it? They were going to have two movies yeah. in 2025 and then they moved yep. one. So I'm pretty sure now it's 2026 for Kang Dynasty, 2027 for Secret Wars. But yeah, by that point. It's May of 2027 for Secret Wars, exactly. Yep. So, you have five years between your casting of Fantastic Four and X-Men, all that other stuff that you're doing. Five years down the line, is it going to matter? Like, I, know it's, I, I don't know. We'll see. As long as they put out some good stuff in between now and then. But it seems like it's just... like uh, Okay. Yes, I, Iron uh, Ironheart is something that I would love to see. Um, but Ironheart is something I'd love to see. But... The Darkhold Diaries, not really something I'd care. I care about Hagatha Dark, uh, Darkhold Diaries. Like we, I could keep it or leave it. Like you know, it just doesn't matter to me. Like it, let's change it out. Let's do something that actually matters. Like let's give, let's get a Loki season three over at Agatha Darkhold Diaries. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's just there's so many other things that could build the events to Secret Wars better. Than putting in a witch show, like a show about witches and more witches and more witches. It's like, is this really going to matter to Secret Wars or are we just filling the time with, with, uh, with, I, I love Catherine Hahn, but you know, it doesn't need to happen right now. No, unless they're really expanding the universe with her character, then yeah, exactly. I don't see a like, point of us having this. You know, it's just like, oh, she's gonna create mayhem, create chaos, but then it's over in that series. Like, I don't know, I don't right. care. I really don't care. The only thing I can think about, I mean, like maybe they're doing this series so they can somehow bring back Wanda. Um, I don't know how. Maybe, but maybe that's a maybe that's one of the reasons why they decided to do this series. But it doesn't. It seems similar to like She-Hulk, where it's like, yeah, it's it was cool that She-Hulk was in, was here, but did we need the She-Hulk series in order to understand who she was? Because we could have just put her like, put her in one of the movies, and now we know who she is. But I, I get we wanted to see the trauma, the trauma in her life and stuff. It was a cool series, but there are things that that Marvel is doing that we probably don't really need. Like like an Echo series, similar, where it's just like, do we need this in order to get to the Secret Wars? Or, but I guess people will thought about that maybe with other movies, like back when Thor came out, Thor One is like, eh, do we need? Do we need that? Do we need that movie? <laughs> or even Thor Two is like, do we really need that movie? Because we definitely didn't need that movie. <laughs> they could have introduced one of the other gems in another movie, but uh, yeah, <laughs> we definitely didn't need Thor Two. But I see, I feel like they're kind of going down a similar path where it's just like, let's put out some stuff that may do well, but doesn't really matter to the overall MCU. Sorry. Sorry to go off on a tangent. No, you, you're just, it's justified that you're doing that because it's, it's, 
it feels like you're doing things just to do it. It's not to make anything quality. It's just a, oh, we have the comic book uh, storylines out there. We have the all these characters to work on. Let's just throw a character on. Let's just throw darts at a freaking wall with characters on it and let's see what sticks. Like, oh, okay, we're going to do <laughs> yeah. this next. We're going to do this next. Oh, you want this big picture? Let's do it. But how are you going to... I gonna make this whole weight worth it. Like, what movies and projects yeah. are you going to release to us that are gonna make us want to see this huge collaboration that's gonna happen soon, like in the next exactly. f- five years or so? Like, it's it's it becomes very questionable. Like, where are they going with all of this, and why do they need to be going in this direction? I don't know. I mean, yeah. I if they had just stopped at Endgame with Marvel. I would be content. Or just right rebooted now. it, man. Like they could have just rebooted the universe. I think it's at that point. I think it, I think right. it's nice to see. It was nice to see Spider-Man: uh, Far From Home, where he was dealing with the events of Tony's death, and also figuring out who he's going to be as a superhero. So I thought that was really cool post Endgame. But I think that and that and Loki and WandaVision are probably or even Hawkeye. Hawkeye was cool. And so I guess everything that came out in 2021. So let's say everything that came out in 2021 was fucking stellar. And then everything mm-hmm. that came out in 2022 besides Black Panther, uh, Wakanda Forever, everything else that came out, shows, movies, it all was kind of lackluster. And then everything that's coming out this year, uh, what did we, did we get? Um, it was Ant-Man, The Wasp, Quantumania that we got this year. That was okay. Yeah. It was cool, but it didn't seem like, I, I needed more from that one too, but I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> Only thing I was gonna say is that the the the, the saying um, you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. It's kind of what's happening with Marvel right now. It feels like you know they mm, yeah. they had a chance to right off into the sunset at a high level you know creating these two masterpieces back to back with uh infinity war and endgame with this huge collaboration that had never been done before they could have just ended it there and we would have we would be like we want more but you would have been like no we don't need we don't need to see more this was the perfect ending this was the perfect love note for our fans i'm on board then you reboot the whole fucking thing and then you start over with the X-Men involved, with the Fantastic Four involved, that kind of thing. But they're just stemming off this now and trying to find a new story, that a new arc that's going to be as successful as uh, the Infinity Saga. Which, that was 11 years of character building, 11 years of stories, 11 years of us loving these characters and seeing them go through trauma, seeing them at their highest, at their lowest, like all of this stuff. But now, I'm sorry, I wanted to love She-Hulk so much, but the way they went about that series pissed me off because in order to raise her up, they had to put Hulk down. They had to, they had to, they had to what's the word? They, they had to like water down Hulk's abilities because yeah. the, the fucking Hulk that we are known to see He's fucking strong, bro. Like, in the Incredible Hulk that was technically a part of MCU, but not really, the one with uh, Edward Norton, I think his, his yeah. name was. Yep. Edward Norton. Yep, yep. He was able to withstand a sonic fucking blast that can kill a person and that was supposed to take him down, like, put him unconscious. He was able to force through that to then take down the tank, to take down, take down the fucking weapon that was, that, was, that was hurting him. That happens. And then in She-Hulk... 
she claps a few times and that disorients him completely so he can't he's 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 rendered useless I'm like you can't fucking do this you can have both things be true she can be exceptionally strong while he's exceptionally strong and she could best him in a couple of battles but the way they went about it was like oh her clapping is gonna is is, is this and she's incredible she's better than he ever will be and it's like you're putting certain characters down just to raise others up and i think that's a that's a stupid thing to do it really is mm. um i it's it's one of those moments that feels like you're doing something just to do it you're doing something for i don't know i uh, this is a t- this is a touchy subject the tough a tough subject to, <laughs> yeah. to really be, be very careful <laughs> I, yeah my words must be very very careful if i want to continue <laughs> forward but marvel Canceled. as of late they're i know cancel <laughs> marvel as of late Instead of trying to make a quality thing for what it is, or create a new storyline that has certain um, inclusions in in there, like the LGBTQ community with uh, women's rights, with um, civil rights, like all this kind of thing, you could do that. You really could, but they're adding things in to stories that I feel is not genuine. You're just doing it to get more fans there. You're trying. You're just. You're. You're not doing it to be like, oh, we support this, we support that. You're doing it for greedy reason. It's a fucking cash grab, and that shit pisses me off. Because I want to see. I want to see a movie with the LGBTQ community, with with the uh, the black community, with with the Hispanic community, with all these communities that are that are being discriminated against. You could create your own stories to make it make sense, to make us care so much. But what Marvel is gonna do is they're gonna add these these details in to characters that weren't originally um these things and say yeah we're 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 totally for it we stand by you do you really are you just trying to gain more fans um and make this a cash grab kind of thing like it's it feels a little lazy it feels like you're just trying to yeah i don't think they need to be doing it they're doing it just to do it they're doing it to gain fans it's kind of greedy honestly and i don't really like it but, like, if, for example, we just watched Blue Beetle, okay? He's a character who is widely known to be Hispanic. We know him. Jaime Reyes, Blue Beetle, that's who it is. They told that story pretty dang well because they are, as a Hispanic community, they are discriminated against. They do have it pretty tough. And we saw with that infiltration scene in their house, that's the kind of thing that these characters, these, these people have to, to to worry about all the time you know and it's that's a story that's justified it's a story that's you it's genuine it's a story that makes a lot of sense that's Jaime Reyes that's his family it's his cultures everything like that perfect I love it I want to see more of that cool Miles Morales Hispanic black perfect use that in the live action let's see it I want to fucking see that you can do that in the in Marvel yeah. Puerto Rican yeah like let's throw in these 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 characters who actually are the things that we're discussing that we we see hmm. instead of in the film industry saying oh we're gonna change a lot of it's like what disney does you know with all of these different animated films they turn them into live actions and they change things just to change them instead of it actually sticking to the the script from what the animated film was um and they're doing it just to do it to gain more fans i guess you can say like i heard that they're supposed to be doing um hunchback and hercules and i think Lilo and Stitch live action soon, and I'm nervous as hell for that. I really am, because characters that I loved so much, like Lilo and Stitch, I loved Cobra Bubbles. They're they're not 
using his character, from what I heard. Uh, with Hercules... Yeah, I thought they were. No. Well, there's going to be an agent. It's not going to be Cobra Bubbles, though. I'm pretty sure it's going to be a, a female agent. And I'm like, I'm, I love Cobra Bubbles, though, okay? Like, why do you got to change... The, like, one of the things that people love the most... Like, have you ever killed someone? We're getting off the subject. What's up about you? <laughs> like, that kind of thing. That's fucking awesome. I loved that so much. Like, keep those moments, but they're not going to. They're just, they're going to change it for the sake of changing it so that it seems different from the original. But people loved these originals for a reason. So. Well, you still have the original. So you still have the original, and then you still, you're, you're going to have this version as well. And hopefully it's, hopefully it's a great version too, just like uh, The Little Mermaid. Well, Mermaid was right. a was a pretty good movie, and but they changed that up a little bit. Like they changed it to where yeah, Ariel I mean, Little Mermaid. I didn't crashed her the ship into Ursula instead of of Prince. What the right. hell is his name? Um, uh, Prince Eric. So they changed yeah, they changed up a few things in the live action to be a little different from the animated. So you still always still have yeah. the animated uh, version, and you can always have this one too. So you'll have both. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but before we start, but let's not bash Disney too much in this podcast because we do yeah. have one more geek topic. If you're okay with going over that, so let's we got, do it. yeah. So we got director Matt Shackman has confirmed that the Fantastic Four will start filming next year in London. Well, I'll believe it when I see it. And the main characters have officially been cast. Casting can't be announced, cannot be announced yet due to the strike. But Mike uh, Matt Shackman expressed excitement in sharing the news once the strike is resolved. The studios in, in SAG will be meeting today to discuss options. So, yeah, it's possible that by end of, end of this year, we could know our leading cast in the Fantastic Four. So that would be awesome, because it start, if it starts filming next year, then we should probably know who they're casted soon. Um, yeah. Oh, so, my gosh. I'm you, excited Are you that. excited? Good. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Good. Oh, man, yeah. Good, good, good. All yeah, right. and I understand uh, it. I understand it. With the SAG-AFTRA uh, strike yeah. going on still, it makes sense because they can't really de- negotiate any contracts with them. They can't set a, right. a long-term uh, deal with them for the future because, you know, that's what they're doing right now. They're fighting for that. They're fighting for the equal pay and all that through the through for the actors and stuff, and I get that. That's that's right. fine. Um, and I respect him for, for saying that. You can't, you can't confirm anything until – you can't say anything until this whole thing is situated. But good for you. Good for you. Um, I'm looking forward <laughs> to it. Matt Shackman really is obviously the one who directed WandaVision. So uh, hopefully this is this is going to be a good movie. I cannot wait for it once it ever it comes out. I think it's, no, it's supposed to come out in 2025, I'm guessing. Yeah, like late 2025. I don't fucking know. Um, that's, this was supposed to, I think, come out in, in 2024 when they announced it in 2022. But... Whatever. We're not going to do it. talk about the laser or anything like that. We'll talk about the good stuff, that this is coming out soon. And then once we get the casting the, the casting of our four people, then we're going to go in-depth on who they are and what they've been in and what our thoughts are on the casting. So I can't wait till we are able to do that. Mm-hmm. All right. So oh, yeah. did you have any other geek topics you'd like to discuss this week, Stephen? Um... Good question. I don't. I don't think so. I think we're. I think we're. I think we're good. Yeah, I think we're good. Okay. Perfect. All right. So we'll. Uh, this will. That'll do it for this episode of the Flavor Key Podcast. We'll reconvene in a couple weeks once I get back from Peru. Talk about episode two and three of Loki. And but yeah, Stephen, where can the good people find us? 
All right, good people. You can find us in a few different places. You can find us on Apple Podcast as well as Spotify. That is where we post all of our lovely episodes of the Flavor of the Geek podcast every single time we record and edit them. We also have a Flavor of the Geek pod at gmail.com email address that you can send all different inquiries, questions, fan theories, all that kind of stuff too, and we will discuss it on the next episode of the podcast if uh, you do send one of those things. Uh, we also have a Flavor of the Geek TikTok account that kind of advertises our channel once in a while, you know, if we uh, mm-hmm. are in Peru or somewhere else and we feel <laughs> so obligated to video about uh, going on to the Flavor of the Geek podcast, uh, yeah, that's where you would find it. You'd see us advertising there. We also have a Flavor of the Geek uh, Instagram account where we post updates somewhat uh, regularly, I would say, uh, regarding different things that are happening, casting, firings, uh, things being pushed back, things being, things being pushed up, you know, all that, all that kind of stuff. We also will post a link for our, uh, our channel there as well. But uh, those are all the places that you can find us good people. There you go. Thank you all so much for listening. And remember, my name is Matthew. My name is Steven. And And we we love love you 3000.